This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Hey everyone, it's the Aussie Queens here on Silent Podcasts, giving you everything you need to know about the Amazing Race Australia Celebrity Edition. I'm not going to be a negative Nancy. I'm going to be a boisterous Bob. I'm Sarah Carradine. And she has a nice butt. It's right in my face. It's Annabelle Fiddler. Hello, Annabelle. (laughs) Hello. Hello, everyone. Sarah needs me to support her. More excitement, please, Sarah. Yes. Uh, woo! <laughs> now you're just off a game of a game. A full professional amazing race, I'll have you know, Sarah. An amazing race yesterday, Annabelle, was amazing race in real life. It was so much fun. Huge shout out to Josh and Vince who planned the whole thing in immaculate detail. So for the listeners' reference, uh, I'm part of an organisation called Australian Live Reality Games. You can follow us on Instagram, Australian LRG. And yesterday we ran our first ever amazing race here in Melbourne. It was absolutely phenomenal. I can't believe what a good job everybody did. It was so fun. It did go from seven in the morning until six at night. So I'm feeling a little bit worse for wear today. But that's a I'm proper sure... amazing race league. <laughs> Look, I think the people who had to actually run it are feeling much worse off than I am today, but I'm I'm still very sore and stiff. <laughs> Well, sit back, get your cup of tea, and we will spill all the beans. Lovely listener Rick wanted to know if we were going to do a YouTube video of the episode. Well, Rick, then I'd have to brush my hair. (laughs) Then (laughs) Annabelle couldn't lie down while I'm talking. We're very (laughs) flattered that you want to look at our gorgeous faces, and we will look into it. So thank you for that feedback. Today we're covering episodes three and four, so full spoilers on all the episodes that have dropped in this season and potentially light spoilers for the past seasons. Annabelle, episodes three and four overall, what did you think? I really enjoyed these. We just got to spend more time with the teams and we got to see a little bit more of some of those we hadn't kind of got to know in the past. I felt like Ben and Jackie really shone. Uh, Just seeing their relationship dynamic, how Jackie's psychic powers are giving them a huge advantage in the race. What did you think about them? (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, yes, the psychic powers must have uh, flown out her ears while her bottom was puckering up in the sky. (laughs) 
No, it was great. And, uh, you know, feeling very emotional about two of my faves, Peter and Frankie, not going to be here to join us yes. next week. Well, it's the first time your draft has taken a hit. So I, I'm, I do feel for you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I just felt like they were such a shining ray of light this season. They had such a positive attitude. I mean, oh my gosh, here at the very start on, on the musical walkway, is it where Peter stops to take a photo of a family? Uh, and I just unbelievable. feel like it, loved it. That commitment to fun over winning really uh, shines in comparison to some of the other duos where perhaps they're not having as much fun. And Yes. Would you like to name some names? I mean, Jackie is not having fun. <laughs> Jackie is not having a good time. No fun. With, in fact, George seems to be beefing with the not fun teams. Maybe George is ultimate team fun because his day one nemesis, Yana and Cole, definitely taking things a little bit seriously and it's getting in the way of a good time. And now we see Jackie pop off on George and Pam. Brave, wouldn't go there myself, but that's a them spot as nemesis number two. And we also had some sort of fades to the back. Uh, Angie and Ali, we didn't see that much of. The Stallions, we didn't see that much of, apart from some very nice quips and other people coming to the fore. So I think the editing of this whole season has been great. And these two episodes I thought were absolutely terrific. Great racing, really good leg design and uh, a lot of fun (laughs) or otherwise teams for us to have (laughs) fun with. Uh, Speaking of leg design, I have to walk back something I said last week where I criticised an intersection being immediately before a pit stop. An intersection is where you have to wait and team up with another team. And I felt that having that and then straight to a pit stop means that another team can really F up your game. Uh, But I was reliably informed by a listener that there was another task which was uh, cut out of the edit. So there you go, the perils of watching the edit. Interesting. Actually, I had another, as a newbie to The Amazing Race, I had a question for you, Sarah. Yes. So I I understand that a roadblock is when we get to a challenge where only one of the team members can compete in it and the other one can't help. What do you call those challenges where they both participate? Well, if there's a choice, it's a detour. Yep. And if it's just something they both have to do, it's route information or or route info, depending on how you want to say it. So that's the blue slip of paper. Yeah. And something you may not know is that they have to keep every single piece of paper that they're given. And in the past, I did know that's that. what's in the bum bags. Yes. So bum bag organisation. Ah, uh, of course. Yes. So I wasn't sure. I, you'll be pleased to know I didn't design it, so I didn't have to worry about putting route info, roadblock, or detour on the bits of paper themselves. But as host, I did check the pieces of paper when people made it to the pit stop. Marvellous. Shall we dive into episode Three. We're in Kerala, India, uh, along the waterways. I'm loving all the water that we're seeing, water tasks or running beside water or being near the water. The stallions make one of their few appearances when they call the Wiggles a Daihatsu charade with a V8 engine, which I thought was <laughs> I game, recognised game, right? Yes. Absolutely. I think I said it last week, but I'm obsessed with Emma and Haley. I think they're a gun team. They're doing so well. And I'm glad they're getting some recognition from Harry and Teddy. Yes. And as we find out, they seem to have five holes everywhere uh, in this leg that their mother's an artist and their father is a rally car driver. They just keep pulling out. Oh, yes, we've done this before. Oh, yes, we've done this before. For such young women, they have done a lot. What haven't they done? I guess we're going to find out. Again, one of the few times we're really going to see anything of of Angie and Ali. This was something I didn't like. The taxi driver asks for six fifty repair. I'm 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 imagining, and the mother offers him six hundred with a kiss on the cheek. I 
wrote yuck in my notes. I don't know how you feel about it. It was a little bit ick, but the thing that stood out to me most was that it wasn't even a solid negotiation because we see that Darren and Tristan don't have to offer any favors at all and still only pay their driver 500. So I, I reckon if you're going to was... throw a kiss in there, you better be getting a bigger <laughs> discount. I felt that was shade, shade from the editors when we had one after the other. <laughs> Lovely. We got lots of Kaur and Yana in this episode for for reasons. <laughs> but yeah. Yana tells us that he is the same age as she was at the Sydney Olympics, which was in 2000. And it seemed, and, and she does revisit this in episode four, that she's strange, you think, of, of a child, uh, presumably still living at home, and her seeing him in a very different light through these two episodes. He is, though, a child. He's 16 years old. He can't vote. He can't drink. He's still developing as a person. And, I, you know, I want to give so much love to Cor because what a tough situation he's in. He's still, you know, hormonal and having to deal with these emotions, which are a lot even when you're not going through adolescence. He's in a really stressful, exhausting, competitive situation. You know, being on reality TV is not some it's not a walk in the park and then you're open and to the criticism of the general public as well this this piece from yana kind of i guess spoke to me because i could i felt like the edit was telling us that in her mind you know she did the olympics at 16 she was on television at 16 and what could the amazing race be compared to the olympics so oh, of course I, my i read it completely differently i read it as really? i must remember what it was like when i was 16 and under enormous pressure Oh, See, wow. I I okay. felt it was like, well, I could do it at 16, so he can do this at 16. And I, I mean, look, it's no shade to them because he's doing so well. But oh, so well. I would I would not have wanted to be allowed on television at 16. Oh, and no, I, it's no, such no, 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 a no. big ask of a child. Yes. Um, and I don't know, it was a big call for them to decide to do this. It was. I, I did I did like her praise of him and his obvious pleasure when she praised him. So, yeah, but there's still a mother and child and there'll always be that push-pull, push-pull. It is nice. I mean, he clearly admires her so much and she absolutely adores him, you know, and, yeah. and just uh, it's beautiful. Summer and winter Olympian who then became a doctor. Bit, bit hard, right, to live up to. But I think Thor is in very good state if he's only 16 uh when we come to his troubles which we will shortly he turns away from the camera and hides because he's crying and it was just oh so much love for him i know i love you core team core team core so we get to the detour we're going to stripe it or strike it so we're going to paint marvelous Indian men who are going to do their folk dancing painted as tigers so their chests and bellies are the face of the tiger and it has to match and strike it is a team is going to play gilly dander which I've never heard of it's the origin of cricket you have to get 100 points basically you hit a small stick with a big stick and then you so it leaps up in the air and then you hit it a certain distance I, I thought this looked like fun which one would you have done this is a tough one, Sarah, because the only thing I'm worse at than painting is sport. So I think I'd have been fairly dead in the water in no. either of these. I, I think I would go with whatever Bruce Willis, my racing partner, wanted to uh, of do. Of course. I mean, in this case, you are in a duo. So you can, if your skills droop, presumably your, well, hope with luck, your partners will rise. I thought that painting of the tiger face was near impossible because uh, Bo tells us that they must match exactly this intricate painting and I thought just no way and yet every team took time and every team passed on the first call for judgment. 
They Did that surprise phenomenal. you? Well, they were f- not looking at them, not looking at them because they were phenomenal painters. I mean, oh my gosh, <laughs> you can tell that they're creative families and that they come from these creative backgrounds. And I've got to say, if I was being if I was being shallow and choosing which detour I wanted to take Sarah, I would have picked Stripe It because don't laugh at me. I actually found the Kali dancers quite sensual. Oh, sensual. Sensual. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That older, the older moustached man with the kind of less hair and the larger belly. I I was kind of into it. There's something about the how comfortable they are in those bodies because they have dedicated those bodies to this dance, to being dancers. And they are dancers, right? Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I would have been blushing furiously. <laughs> Same, especially when it got to the nipple, the little nipple oh, eyes. The nipple that eyes. Frankie was exactly. loving. I... <laughs> and they were standing there with such, I don't even know what to call it, but uh, yes, uh, no, not not even pride. Just like I am here, presence. There's yeah. there's the word. Charisma. Yes. They had very charismatic stomachs, and I was living for it. <laughs> yes, the gilly dander seemed quite difficult. I don't know how I would have gone there. No, I don't think it would have come natural to me. I think I would have been a little bit like George just kind of slapping the stick on the ground and hoping something happened. Well, I thought of a strategy, and I wonder what you think of this. If your teammate is better at something, so they had three, you get three goes and then you have to pass it over to your teammate. If my teammate was good at this, I would very quickly just go tap, 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 right, your turn. I wouldn't even, once I figured out I couldn't do it or it would take a long time for me to get the hang of it, I think I would throw it and uh, and let my teammate take it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we saw that there what did tend to be one person in the group who was substantially better than the other one. It was good seeing Darren get a little bit more into it today, wasn't it? Yes, I wrote, he seems to actually be enjoying it this episode. It's not going to last. On the next leg, no. he's going to be back to couldn't be less asked to do any of it, but really wants to win. <laughs> I mean, he was still a little bit pissed off about the nose piercing of it all, but at least for the first oh. 15 to 20 minutes of this episode, he was all right. He and Tristan find a gap in the fence. It seemed quite difficult to find this field for Gilly Dander. They found a mm. gap in the fence, they went through, and then he turned around and blocked it with some, <laughs> with some palm fronds. That made me laugh. Oh, sneaky, sneaky. I did enjoy it because we did see in the edit that it did put off the other teams who struggled to find the entrance even more after that. So we're looking at you, Darren, season villain. We see you. So uh, the Stallions again amused me. They say that watching Darren was like a spider trying to put underwear on. And I must say, once they said that, I couldn't unsee it. So I thought with both of these tasks that there was a great uh, inter-team exchange that we really haven't had before. A bit bit of chatting backwards and forwards uh, with the painters and a bit of sort of good-natured sledging with the the sport people. Um, So I liked that. I did enjoy that too. And it does make me smile every time we hear one of the teams give their thoughts on George and Pam. Um, and, and George and Absolutely. Pam were just so fantastic in these two episodes. I, you know, George being Pam's ultimate hype man, but still, you know, managing to get a little jab in there here and there. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> as Core was kind of suffering a little bit this episode, I thought, oh, all right, so he's got Yana there as a supportive mum. Imagine if he had George there as supportive dad and what would that look like? And it would be like, you can do it, Cor. Believe in yourself, Cor. Yes, Cor, you are the man, Cor. (laughs) (laughs) I loved every minute of George and Pam and uh, Twitter was, as you would understand, divided. We have a few tweets to read later about them. Mm. 
So Darren and Tristan finish and they find out that there is a fast forward for new listeners. A fast forward is when you go and do a task. If you complete it first, you get to go straight to the pit stop. The downside is if you go to do it and you don't finish first, now you have to go back to the roadblock. So it's getting their nose pierced. I loved this. I thought it was great. I've been waiting for this ever since we saw it in the previews. Good on Tristan for giving it a go. Um, I mean, Darren whinged about it every step of the way, but this would be a no-brainer. I'd love to get my nose pierced. I already had my septum yes. done. And, and people would say, where did you get it done? Oh, Amazing Race, Corella. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're actually there in the place. Tristan just sits, sits down and it just gets done and he chooses his gold chain, a little a restrained gold chain, and Darren is worried about his moneymaker. Now, that is reasonable, but Tristan is a lawyer. He too needs to worry about his face in a, in a professional setting. Well, I don't think they intend to wear that ring for the rest of their lives. We don't even see them wearing it on the next episode. So it's just the a next little episode, hole. No one... I was looking very closely and it's just a little dot and that will that will heal up nicely. But Darren, once he sits and says, okay, I'm going to do it. No, no, I'm not going to do it. Oh, okay, I'm going to do it. No, no, I'm not going to do it. When he gets it done, he's so high on the adrenaline that he picks the gaudiest most wonderful sunray burst nose ring and attached chain to the ear that he possibly can. And I think good for you. Oh, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I have to say getting a piercing through the cartilage of your nose would be super painful. I got my septum done. There's like a little spot that doesn't really have any nerve endings, so it didn't hurt at all. But I still fainted um, just because it was so weird having something foreign in my body. I, I thought they were both quite brave about it, really. Yes, or they cut the bit where they fainted. Yes, yeah. I doubt they would cut the drama, let's be Well, real. that's true. So they rush to the pit stop, which is a houseboat, and they are finished for the leg. So the roadblock that they've avoided is who is a fast learner? <laughs> now one team member has to sit a Corella driver's test, which means they have to drive the tuk-tuk, the three-wheeled vehicle, through quite a difficult course. Are, are you a driver? Am I a driver, Sarah? I'm mm -hmm. actually on my L's at the moment. I'm having oh. to resit my P's test because my license expired 10 years ago. And um, I, I liked this because it reminded me of my expertise having listened to a few Jessica Lease podcasts in my time. And I thought, Jessica always says, you need to learn how to drive manual stick shift before going on the amazing race. Do not go on the amazing race without getting your manual license. And so I felt very smart. Not that I can drive manual, but just that I knew you should. <laughs> well, when I got my driver's license, there were only manual cars. But yes, that is part of the JL rules. And we have a secret treat for the listeners that have got this far. We are going to have a wonderful panel with Jessica Lees uh, coming up, just talking all things Amazing Race. And we will make a call for questions once we have that time uh, sorted out. You can ask her anything you like. So I liked this very much <laughs> because it actually looked very hard. Because I think those, I don't know what that engine is, but I'm assuming it's like a lawnmower engine essentially and the steering seemed non-intuitive yeah it looked very difficult it's quite an unwieldy vehicle especially getting through that sort of obstacle course with the cones where the you chicane had to yes to. yes I yeah. absolutely agree with you I mean sitting on it and going straight fine but weaving in and out the three-point turn had a lot of people in difficulty and, of course, we had George calling encouragement and then muttering and then calling encouragement and muttering. Be and a this... miracle, Pam! <laughs> he, he, yes, he was, he was calling on Macedonian Jesus quite a lot in these two episodes. But we must remember George is always aware of branding. Um, oh. And this is where we find out that the Wiggles' mum was an artist, so they were helped by her in the Striped Tiger, and their dad is a rally driver. 
Absolutely. I actually thought that those who had a little less confidence, so people like Cor, who took it really slowly, did a lot better than overconfident Ben and Harry, who were like, I've done this a million times, went roaring into it, knocked everything over. Yes, and knocked over a cone and said, oh, let me, let, let that pass. It's only a little bit, no, 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 no. <laughs> there was another, and we're going to find out in episode four, that Cor takes another task, a task where every single team is at, takes it extremely slowly and gets out of the task first. So I think Cor mm. is finding his way and I think Yana was seeing something in him that perhaps she doesn't see on a day-to-day basis. But one thing that he did was an hour into the drive, he has left his amazing bum bag behind. This just was so gutting to watch you know the way he was hiding his face in the boots so the cameras couldn't see him while he was crying just his devastation and disappointment in himself it was heartbreaking and I mean especially when you juxtapose this against how Peter and Frankie react whenever they're majorly flubbing something up and they're all like oh oh, well you know we're having a really nice holiday together you can tell that these are athletes. There was there was no chill about this whatsoever, and my heart broke for him. I was very impressed with Yana's parenting in this. I have a saying which is, "Don't give someone a, a swimming lesson when they're drowning." So she <laughs> she softly tried to uh, not cheer him up, but make it be okay. And she waited till everything was completely fine after the banana challenge, which we'll come to, and they were in the boat on the way to the pit stop that she said, right, what's the lesson? And I thought, ah, good on you, Yana. You waited till he got to shore before you gave him the swimming lesson. Uh, the the um, lesson, of course, being not to give up. And then they find out that they've left their bags behind. But we'll come to that. <laughs> yeah. And then she did the same thing 30 seconds later. We love it. Yes, very kind of wonderful. Then we got to the next task, which had Twitter, all of Twitter. You get a basket of 30 bananas and you must eat every banana that you peel until you find the blue banana. I'm going to ask you what you thought of this, but my first thought was I didn't know why people weren't peeling the whole banana till the whole peel was off to see if it was blue. People were doing what we used to call a monkey banana, which is you peel it halfway down, hold it in your hand and and eat. Yeah, they seem to be more concerned about not getting banana fingers than they were getting this over and done with quickly. I Look, I have a love-hate relationship with bananas. I'm very fussy with them. As soon as they get a little squishy, it's a no for me. But I think I'd be okay. Actually, the the only thing really that stuck out with me in this challenge was Beck, who's lying down on the boat to the way to the banana challenge and says, I don't think my stomach is large enough to hold that many bananas and I thought oh no Beck it must be so hard being so skinny it's so hard you know it expands like I'm sure you know this (laughs) your stomach expands there were a few different look I'm with you I like a firm banana I like the the peel to be almost green I did notice that everybody peeled them the wrong way uh, you shouldn't peel them from the stem end. If you peel them from the other end, it peels without squashing and you can get rid of the bananas at the same time. But everybody peeled them from the top like like amateurs. Some people were in the camp of eat and spew, eat and spew, which we saw some people doing. I have a couple of things about this task. First of all, I can actually do without hearing people spew and the other, I just have this thing of like there are people who don't have enough food to eat today and the forced fear. I don't know. Look, I know it's part of Amazing Race, so I don't know if I should get all woke on the race. <laughs> so we had a question about the bananas. David Bloomberg asked, how many bananas can you eat? Unfortunately, David, I'm just so Giddy, my just little so stomach can't fit in that many bananas. Um, we had to share a banana. We share a banana between us. <laughs> and 
I have to eat it really slowly. It's not that we don't like food. We just don't think eating's clever. <laughs> oh, honestly, watching George and Pam cry and spew up banana and force down more banana. Watch Cor and Yana, who've had to go back for bags twice still managed to come ahead of them because they can't find the blue banana oh 25 nanas george and pam 25 nanas everybody else i think corinana ate six (laughs) jackie picked a blue banana first off people seem to eat you know under 10 uh 25 bananas i i how many could I eat? Because I'm just skinny. Surely uh, potassium, potassium poisoning at that point, yes, surely. three maybe? Because they were decent-sized bananas. Look, yeah. in theory, I actually love this task, but I did just yes. think, oh, I don't know if we should be forcing forcing down food. When Jackie and Ben get to the pit stop, Bo has a birthday cake for her with a little candy banana on top, which I thought was very funny. Oh, that was so cute. It was great. She had a good episode. I mean, it all kind of goes downhill next one, but I thought they both came off as really fun uh, in this on her birthday, her birthday app. She seems to need to be reminded to have fun, I think, whereas Ben's just sort of tromping along and seeing what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as we find out, Cor and Yana run into the banana task While George and Pam are still there, they manage to get their six bananas and take off in the boat. Yana begins to do her, what was the lesson? And then she looks behind her and the bags are back at the bananas. Oh, my God. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. Oh, I love these two. And they still pull it off. George is elevated and excited. Oh, they're coming back. They left their bags. Yay. And then... Oh, no, we still don't have a blue banana. But George and Pam getting through. Pam's just silently crying. Now, Pam's very skinny as well, but she managed to eat 12 bananas. So, she you know, did. She that's did. Why, that's she why she's complained, but she didn't stop. Exactly. Exactly. She's queen For Pam. some reason, she's sort of the same archetype as uh, the princesses, but everything she does, we absolutely love. Go figure. I do. I do. She's perfect. I think it's because she pushes on. Yes. (laughs) What was fantastic for me was when George and Pam got the banana, I mean, George cried. It was pretty amazing. And they got in the boat and they knew absolutely that they were last and they were going to be eliminated. And he immediately became soft, happy, joyous, sort of looking around, talking about how proud he was of her, saying, cheering her along. It's like, come on, we're going to finish, we're going to get to that mat. And I thought, oh, look, a different colour. I like that colour on George. It's so sweet. I think it's actually in the next episode, but there's a few confessionals where he's just glowing with praise for Pam and talking about how wonderful she is. And she just has this ultra kind of proud but serious look on her face, you know, radiating Queen Cleopatra and it was amazing the the pair of them have such fantastic chemistry on screen and I love them yes but guess what a predetermined non-elimination leg Bo emphasizes predetermined very strongly and I wonder why Twitter was abuzz with conspiracy theories Mr Rifford Rifford tweeted how does george get saved this time and every other time for future reference whereas d tweeted my favorite part of george and pam not being eliminated is that people hate it so much (laughs) (laughs) i am team endless interventions to save george this show would be a fraction of what it is without them. Um, and also, it's not like they majorly stuffed up and got saved. They were just super unlucky with the bananas. If anyone, quote, deserved to go home, it would have been Yana and Cor. I was, I felt very comfortable with this. 
I like people going home because they made a mistake, not because Ooh. of a production twist or a bad cab driver or, as we're going to see, bad directions. I think that is where it's much more devastating. But when it's, oh, no, I didn't want Cora and Yana to be eliminated, but they did leave behind their bum bab and then they left behind their backpacks. I won't say deserved, but it's like, well, you caused your own elimination. So let's go on to leg four. We go to Langkawi. So beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, stunning. And this this is where I wrote down, this show just makes me so happy. It's such a mood boost. Watching everyone, you know, love each other, have a great time, play these games in these stunning settings. It was absolutely gorgeous. I was glowing re-watching this. Oh, yes. So, as you mentioned, they're all astonished that they're manual cars. <laughs> You've got to read the JL rules, learn to drive a manual. It's lucky Cor had that lesson on the tuk-tuk yesterday, really, isn't it? Absolutely. So now we're going to get a very fun detour. I love this one. Eagle this Eye or Mai Tai. They didn't have to strain for the rhyme. It just rhymed. So in Eagle Eye, you're going to jet ski out to a parasailing boat and then spot an artwork from high in the sky, unless you're Jackie and your eyes are closed, and then locate an exact trinket at a souvenir stall that matches the artwork. I think artwork is going a bit far, but I'll let it go. And my tie, <laughs> there should have been a trigger warning. We are suddenly eye to eye with Bo in a dick sticker. Standing on a standard <laughs> paddleboard. <laughs> oh, this was so fun. I really enjoyed this one as well. I loved Yana on the way to the detour as well, telling Corey that they just need to slow down. They take things too seriously and it can backfire on them and they make mistakes. They they need to try and relax and have a bit of a better day together. And I do, I think that they mostly pull that off. Well, I think so. And, you know, we see Cor just absolutely smash the fruit basket task, which is coming up. So with Mai Tais, they have to say, well, they said Bo, standing up there in his budgie smuggler, said collect a tray of cocktails. I think yes. two cocktails on a tray, I wouldn't call a tray of cocktails, but all right, that's, that's all right. And then with one uh, team member paddling the stand-up paddleboard and the other team member holding the tray of cocktails, they have to deliver it to a boat. I thought this looked really tricky. It did. I mean, I'm with George on this one, having to balance it and operate the paddleboard, really, really tricky. I mean, we saw with this, at least you had the benefit. You didn't have to join a queue to wait to have a go on the parasailer. If you stuffed it up, you could get back going pretty quickly. But I think, you know, you did really need to take your time with it to make sure that you got it right. Beck and Kate with their Pilates smashed it pretty hard. George and Pam, bless them. Not not so well, but I guess we don't get to that for a bit. Yes, let's go to their speed bump first. So because they were last in a non-elimination leg, they will have to do a speed bump. A speed bump is just a task that the, the team not eliminated has to do. It's generally pretty fast, pretty straightforward, but it just does hinder you somewhat. And the speed bump was trash dash. There is, I mean, there is a terrible plastics and rubbish problem in the seas around Australia and Malaysia and uh, Thailand and all, all through, unfortunately. And their job was to fill two large Hessian sacks with rubbish from the beach. I have a question for you. Did production put the rubbish there because it was suspiciously exactly two bags full? Your eye for detail would have made you absolutely fantastic at eagle eye, Sarah. I can't say I was paying enough attention to notice that. I was too busy giggling at George trying to get a little bit of extra praise out of the locals for doing such a good job of cleaning yes. up their beach. He tried three times to get praise from that checker. Uh, <laughs> no praise. No praise was available. <laughs> So let's let's go up in the sky. Uh, ben and Jackie do have to go back, and then of course they have to queue. Darren and Tristan are the second to get to the souvenir boat, 
And Darren goes around the other side of the boat to check all the eagles. Part of the rules, get another view always. Yeah, absolutely. No, Darren did a really good job with this one. We This is really where things start going super downhill for Jackie. She's really serious and stressed. She didn't like Ben going fast on the jet ski. She absolutely oh, no, she did not like that. hates the parasailing. We see Jackie getting really stressed and then she eventually starts lashing out at Ben. Then eventually, George and Pam. Yes, it, this is this is not so fun, this leg, for her. She seems to be in a high, not freaking out exactly, but it's she wants to do everything really fast, but then she's annoyed that Ben is driving the douche canoe fast. She is afraid to go up in the sky. I would not be, but I have complete sympathy for people who would find that difficult. He is holding her hand. He's trying to get her to calm down, but then... She wants a quick, 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 quick at the souvenir stall. And because they're quick, 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 and they don't even see the correct style of souvenir dangling, they do pick the wrong one. It looked like they were the only ones to do this twice. Was that your view of it? That was my impression as well. And I I was going to ask you, so at the start of this leg, they had to take an overnight flight from India. And it's quite a flight. And I... I personally get me on the plane and as soon as my head hits the seat, I fall asleep straight away. But if you're not a plane sleeper, well, your anxiety is going to be exacerbated, your mood's going to be low. Maybe Jackie just isn't a plane sleeper. Jackie, drugs. Prescription meds. Oh, oh, yes, prescription meds. There's also (laughs) a very nice uh, over-the-counter thing. If you uh, like to need a little help relaxing, let me know and I will tell you what the nice over-the-counter one is. It's one of those ones where you have to ask for it and then they say, have you taken it before? And you say yes. Uh, Anyway, that is that. (laughs) I think the lack of sleep, being so close to the front, wanting to win the speed of the douche canoe she did not like that she was scared of that and then having to go up in the air which she already knew so I think her level of anxiety was rising it was not such a good day for her and such a good leg and we do see a very beautiful simple apology to Ben uh, later in a confessional where she just simply without explanation or or trying to to make it better than it was. She apologizes for three things and then says she loves him and it very it was very impressive actually. It's a couple goals really. I love that. No, I do. I I still came away from these two episodes feeling a lot more affection for them. Yes, although she she doesn't want Ben to have a little chat with with uh King George and Queen Pam, but we'll get to that. So now to the bat cave. The bat cave was so underwhelming. They yeah. tried to hype up how frightened people were, but I just found this whole part to be a bit of a non-event. Yeah, I like bats. I love bats. They're cute. And these are little bats. They're not like the big fruit bats around my place. Yeah. They're little bats with their little glowing eyes and they don't want to fly at your head. No. They have echolocation. They know where you are and they don't want to come anywhere near you. <laughs> yeah, leave the bats alone. Just Leave the, the bats. bats alone. They're Asian round-leaf bats and I think they might be insectivores. We are not insects. No. Oh, no, they're not. They're, fruit, they're fruitivores because, of course, the next challenge, we're just going past the bat cave. They go into the cave. They come back. Oh. So after the bat cave, there is a roadblock, which is the fruit basket yes they have to exactly replicate an exotic fruit hamper it's at a nice sort of fruit farm orchard type place uh darren sees a male chicken and says nice cock he's not wrong (laughs) oh look at you fun darren yes this is fun darren before he turns into i really don't care about any of this except winning and getting the luxury hotel haha ha, darren it's not going to it's not going <laughs> to happen so what did you think about this task this task would give me a nightmare i think 
Oh, I loved this. I'm very good with attention to detail. I liked that, you know, it wasn't super physical. It was in the shade, beautiful fruit, and it was about making things look pretty. I loved when Pam and George came in and she goes to him so sincerely, you're the smartest person here. We can do this. <laughs> and yes. Cor, whose mom's like, mm, he's not very good at these kind of things. Cor takes it slowly, methodically. And he's the first one out the door. Good on you, Cor. I was so proud of Cor. Yes, it's very interesting when George and Pam arrive and all the teens are there. We very rarely see this. I thought that was very interesting. We we do see all teams being somewhere where they do bunching. For example, when they do an hours of operation, they have to rush to a shop and then the shop doesn't open until 6.30 in the morning. Uh, so production does bunch uh, the teams so that they don't get 24 hours and a couple of continents apart, as has happened in original <laughs> recipe in the in the old days. But it was very interesting to see the different methods core literally did one thing at a time went back to the example got the next thing and did it other people didn't seem to struggle that much the checker certainly had a huge smile on his face as he x'd out team after team so when i said they didn't struggle they certainly had to get checked quite a number of times i think it was a deceptively simple task because it had to be exactly the same the flowers the rambutan the other things that I didn't know what they were. Jackfruit, maybe? Yeah, the ribbon I thought was interesting. So it was kind of a straw basket and they had this shiny ribbon wrapped around the handle that kind of almost looked the same colour as straw and that tripped a few teams up as well. But, I, I, you know, if it was me, I'd want to get in there and touch everything on the example basket. Well, there's nothing, just nothing that said you couldn't. Yeah. So anyway, it was interesting. I enjoyed this because I thought it mixed things up a little bit. We'd seen George and Pam get so far behind everybody else. I mean, they end up so far behind everybody else except for Peter and Frankie on this still, but giving people a chance to catch up, it was cool. Yes, I like this. And as you say, it was in the shade and uh, it's not it's not brute strength. It's not running around. It's, it's something that it may not be your wheelhouse, but everybody should be able to do yeah so then we're at Tanjinru beach pit stop Bo finally finds a greeter he can have a chat with uh, she's a biologist he says his daughter wants to be a marine biologist well Bo's daughter my father was a marine biologist and he had a wonderful life and a wonderful career so I recommend marine biology I don't know how old she is I think she's quite small might be a while before she <laughs> before she goes out with the whales and the dolphins. Impressive she knows what a marine biologist is. Uh, yes, it's somehow it's this fantasy job that everybody wants. Yeah. But, you know. So Darren and Tristan are the first team to arrive, but guess what? No upgrade to a luxury hotel. So explain to me a virtual pit stop. Okay, so in... In the US, it's called Keep On Racing. Basically, it's this leg has not finished. Okay. So if you imagine there's a, a super long leg that is going to go over two episodes of television, one of the teams very smartly said, oh, I thought so, we were finishing too early, whether that was uh, they were saying that just because it had happened. So I think virtual pit stop is a bad choice of name if I may say so mm. amazing race Australia celebrity edition I've liked a lot of the production my critique of the production last week proved to be incorrect but this one I think keep on racing tells you much more what it actually is Phil started calling it a mega leg uh, <laughs> what it means basically is you are checking in but you have not finished you're not about to go to the hotel, luxury upgrade or otherwise. You are about to keep on racing. And as they started the leg off a long flight, we are going to see more breakdowns, I think, the next time on. Show us everybody, everybody having trouble. Uh, and I think tiredness is going to set in. It'll also be episode five, which is about halfway. And I think the tiredness is going to start uh, getting to them. Mm. Yeah, they need that luxury hotel for the extra big bed. They sure do. Yana and Cora second, if you can believe that. Second. Mm -hmm. The recovery from leg three. What a comeback. 
And all core, and I frankly, that- I felt like core really shone, really shone. Yes, he had an extremely good leg. And I think that will also give him confidence. Oh, I just keep thinking about him turning his back to the camera and putting his head in the <laughs> In the back of the car because he didn't want he didn't want to cry on camera. You're amazing, Core. I was a hot mess at sixteen. You are slaying. So Pam and George leave the baskets last. Peter and Frankie are only five or ten minutes ahead. Five or ten minutes ahead. Five or ten minutes ahead, as George says. George is right. You never. It's never over until until somebody snuffs your torch or both says (laughs) you have been eliminated and. Peter and Frankie think they're going the wrong way. They stop to ask directions. They get sent back the way they came. And there's a fantastic moment where Pam and George on one side pass, Peter and Frankie going the other way. And each of them has that moment of, oh, am I going the wrong way? In fact, Peter and Frankie were going the right way. Oh, that is hard. That is hard. I mean, I, I... I enjoyed it. I liked that they had to navigate themselves to the pit stop. It made the reading maps aspect to the race more important. It had an impact. You know, locals don't always understand what you're asking when you ask for directions. And sometimes people want to help when they don't know the answer. Exactly. And again, you're showing them a piece of paper with something written in, you know, transliterated English. Yeah. So Anushka tweeted, If Peter and Frankie come in last, nothing will dissuade me from the belief that they were deliberately given the wrong directions in order to save George. (laughs) Okay, let's just, okay, Anushka, just, just walk me through this. Somehow production mentally sent Peter a message to stop and ask for directions. Well, actually, production was driving 10 minutes ahead of them, found this woman, coached her on what to say, and then messaged Peter saying there's a woman on the side of the road in 10 minutes, ask her for directions. That's probably exactly how it played out. Okay, and everybody involved in that conspiracy has signed an NDA? Everyone signed an NDA, and then, you know, someone was on the phone to George as well, giving him extra special directions. All right. Okay. Okay. Then then I buy it. Uh, I wonder what was in it for that woman. A banana. A banana. Why does she care? Why would she care? She was genuinely, to me, genuinely trying to assist. The mental gymnastics people will perform to excuse George getting through these things. Yes, it's it's absolutely crazy. So they are, in fact, last to the mat and they are eliminated. Now, a few people were questioning this. It it is unusual to be eliminated in the middle of a keep on racing leg. Yes, that is true, but it is not unheard of. In the US Season 10, there was a surprise elimination at a checkpoint midway through a leg. And also, it, I looked it up. It's not in my brain. And also, in in season twenty five and twenty six, teams started the finale leg with four, with one being eliminated at a midway checkpoint. So it's not unheard of. This is essentially with a keep on racing or a virtual uh, pit stop, as I called it. This is essentially halfway through a leg, but it would have been already predetermined. I'm just sorry that it affected these two. I know. I had no idea about the backstory, the context, whether or not this is or is not usual. But, oh, they've just been so fun. The dance breaks, the good humour, always putting having fun and being kind above winning. I love these two and it's definitely going to be a less good vibe with them gone. Yes, and they, I mean, they had a dance break with the tiger dancers. As you say, Peter, seeing someone trying to take a photo of a, of a group, of a family group on the bridge and say, oh, I'll take it, I'll take it. It's like, Peter, you're in a race. Uh, contrasted with Jackie saying outside the Batcave that Ben wasn't even allowed to speak to George. Peter would never. Peter would have stopped, had a cup of tea with George, and then he would have gone back in. He would have gone back in to show him where where it was. Oh, they were good vibes. We've not disguised our pleasure at Pam and George. Colby GG on Twitter had one thing to say 
all caps, come on, Pam and George, win this. So somebody's <laughs> on side. And Pranya Das said, George and Pam, bringing back old school bickering and love is what this season needed. Yes, we love it. Stay petty, stay fun. Exactly. So we had a question, but I'm suspecting it was really a question for you. Uh, Sean Moran asked, did you enjoy spending time with these people or Stephen Fishback more in Cambodia? Oh, well, this must be a question for you, Sarah, because I don't even need to be asked this. I would rank Stephen Fishback as one of my most favourite people in the entire world. And there is nobody I would enjoy watching in Cambodia more than him. And I'm offended, Sean, that you would even waste my time and my day with this question. Sean, you should be ashamed of yourself. Disgusting. And David Bloomberg asked, how mad would you be if you got your nose pierced and it was a non-elimination leg? Uh, not mad. That's my answer. Because I still come in first. I still get, in a normal non-celebrity edition, I would still get my prize. And in the celebrity edition, I would still get my luxury uh, hotel. And I'm still going to start the next leg ahead of time. So not mad. What about you? Yeah, not mad for those reasons, but also nose piercings are expensive. Those cost like over $100 and I just got this one for free. Hot. Hot. And you got the wonderful decoration. Yeah, cute. I mean, I, I would definitely want them to buy me another ring so that I could have something a bit more practical for the rest of the race. Well, I would worry about that chain catching on things as you yeah. as you race about. And a tasteful and stud maybe. A tasteful stud. Oh. That reminds me oh. of the of the stallions. Uh, tasteful studs, um, <laughs> tasty studs. That's the Carly dancers for me. Exactly. And then we must send uh, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers to Catherine Kinnean, who commented that she can eat zero bananas as she is allergic to raw fruit and vegetables. Catherine, we are holding you in our hearts. Oh, darling, heinous, heinous. All right, so we're going to be staying in Malaysia for the next two legs. I must say it looks spectacular on our screen. It is spectacular in life, but it looks spectacular. And there were moments for almost all the teams where they said some version of, just stop and look where we are. Just just look where we are. It's incredible. It's going to be beautiful. The next time ons were basically team after team in trouble. Only one of them is going to be eliminated, so it really didn't give us much of an understanding of what's going to come. It's just like a lot of people crying and saying they can't do things, <laughs> which is sort of my daily life. Teddy and Harry don't love camping. Go figure. They don't fit in the tent. No, they're too juicy. Because they're so big. They're so <laughs> They've Thank got God so many bang muscles. As always, do let us know what we got right and what we got wrong and we will be back with you for the next legs, the Keep On Racing Leg 5 and Leg 6. Annabelle, what have you got going on and where can the people find you? Oh, she's so busy. I'm also she's covering. She's so busy. I'm she's so busy. busy. I can't fit anything else in my because it's so busy uh you can find me covering the traitors canada with the legend phil on brink of reality you can follow all the really cool live reality games that we're running on instagram at australian lrg you can follow me on instagram at annabelle ce and the same with twitter how about you you can follow me at Sarah Carradine on all the things if that's what you would like to do uh, here on Silent Podcasts. I chatted through Amazing Race Original Recipe Episode 2 of the current Season 35 with Dr Sabrina. We had lots of fun and I also had to remember who was in what race. So I don't know if I want to do both of them at once. Every Tuesday on RHAP Reality TV Rehab-Ups, Mari Forth and I will bring you a new true crime review on Crime Scene, that's S-E-E-N. And over on Post Show Recaps, Grace Leader, Brooklyn Z and I are fizzing with excitement about our flag means death, season two. Join Stead Bonnet, Blackbeard and the crew of The Revenge every week for piratey shenanigans. 
Thanks to Isaiah and the team at Silent Podcasts. Till next time, remember to go, go, go and take your time. Or remember to be a Daihatsu charade with a V8 engine. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.